Hello, and welcome to our FPC Conversations podcast, where we explore how God is working in the everyday lives of people in the FPC community. I'm Josh Gillespie, the Minister of City Engagement and Modern Worship at First Press. We're so grateful that you've chosen to join us to hear the stories of people connected to the FPC community, and we hope you find encouragement through these conversations. In today's episode, you're going to meet and hear a conversation with Matt Shaver. Matt has been a part of the FPC community for many years, and some of you might recognize Matt from his years of involvement in the various music ministries at FPC. Matt works as a CPA, but is also a musician, singer-songwriter, and plays a variety of instruments in both the traditional and modern services at FPC, as well as in a number of local bands and orchestras. Matt sat down with Dan Kimball to talk about his faith journey, using art to express faith, his love for music, and Matt shares with us a few songs that he's written about his relationship with God. Please enjoy today's conversation. Welcome to, to the FPC Conversations podcast. My name is Dan Kimball, and I have the honor and privilege of leading this podcast from, from time to time. And you know, we have a chance to get to know people in our FPC community, talk about their various journeys, their faith, their ups and downs, and, and just how God is working in the everyday lives of people. And I hope for our listeners, you're, you're having a, a chance to get to know people that maybe you don't know and, and hearing their stories. So today... I'm really excited about introducing um, a friend of mine and somebody that's been around FPC for a long time, and we have Matt Shaver with us today. So Mel- uh, welcome, Matt, to our podcast. Thank you. And so many many people might know, and if you don't know, Matt is um, known around FPC a lot because of his music and leading music and playing music, uh, plays first service from time to time. Every once in a while, trombone, but mostly the modern and then, yes, and then with the modern service, Matt has has done everything from leading worship, um, up there singing, playing guitar, playing piano, plays bass, mm-hmm. and has written a couple songs and performed those at church, which has been really, really fun to, to see. So we're going to get to know Matt. We're going to get to know his love for music. And actually, Matt has agreed to share some music with mm-hmm. us today in our podcast. So going to be really excited about that. So... Let's dive in. Cool. So, Matt, why don't we let's let's learn a little bit more about you growing up, your time here at FPC, and maybe some things that have impacted you yeah. along the way. Yeah, my family's been coming to First Press uh, since 2002. I was in seventh grade, and yeah, we we knew a couple people at First Press. Our our next door neighbors were actually Bob and Linda Osborne. Oh, yeah, yeah, and so. When they would go on their like summer mission trips, my brother and I would like water their plants and stuff. So like we knew the Osbournes and um, yeah. And so I grew up here like junior high, high school, played in the the youth group bands, played, um, you know, in second service on bass and yeah, I went went away to college, went to University of Redlands, and I did like intervarsity there, studied music, and I did accounting. And then, yeah, I came back, and First Press was still my, my did home. Did you like church? I mean, did you go through any phases of junior high, high school where you're like, eh, but did you feel like it was a pretty I, good place to connect? For I, I always came. Um, that was just kind of like what our family did and so I never like hated coming to church. Of course there was like years when like I didn't have a lot of friends in like maybe like beginning of seventh grade or like sometime in high school and didn't want to come but would still come Sundays. But in general yeah. you say you have you've had good memories and good feelings. Yeah. About, definitely about first press. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Good. And um, and you became a CPA, so you went away to, as you said, mm-hmm. to Redlands, to accounting, and then did you come back and then decide, I'm going to become a CPA, or did that happen in college, or it's an interesting yeah. journey there. Yeah, it is interesting. I, I remember in high school thinking, like, oh, man, like, 
I really don't want to teach music. I love playing, but man, I don't know if I can, I can do like the professional musician life. And, um, that just seems like risky and like, would it be, would it still be fun? And so in high school, I even thought about like, oh, I've heard about like CPA. I'm like good with numbers. So I was like looking at colleges to do both. So I, I kind of had an open eye, open mind when I went away to college and like still did the, like the profession or the performance on trombone while doing uh, accounting and accounting just kind of clicked and I wanted to come back to Fresno and that's when I like found a job and studied for the CPA exams and eventually passed them <laughs> like <laughs> not many, on the first try. How many times <laughs> you want to share? Cause oh, I, shoot. there I, there's, I, I know people it's taken a number of times. Yeah. There, there's four different tests. Mm. One of them I passed on the first time. Like the other three, there was one that took me four tries. And like <laughs> they tell you, like, oh, it's going to be your life to study. And like it wasn't my life. I just yeah. want to do enough to, <laughs> to pass. <laughs> oh, man. And how, how long have you been a, a, a I guess, is it a certified CPA? Is that mm-hmm. what we call you? Mm-hmm. Cert- certified public accountant. Okay. I've, I mean, I've been at my job over 10 years, same job. And I got my license within the first year, so yeah. almost 10 years. I've been a professional. Right That's now. cool. <laughs> I, I want to go back a little bit because your high school experience is, a, is I think, unique. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the high school you went to and the music part of that? Right. I went to University High. I was the fifth graduating class. So there were about 70, 75 people in my class. And like when I, when I, um, when you go, you have to play an instrument or sing. And so there's that aspect of the school, but you also can take college classes at Fresno State. Hmm. So it was like beneficial to get all that college credit and like be high academically, but also like, it's like for, for art too. So, yeah. And they don't mess around. I mean, mm-hmm. they, some pretty legit musical, I mean, the performance mm-hmm. bands and orchestras and choirs. Right. And we got like to go that. to Carnegie hall my oh, freshman year. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about your family, a little bit about your, just currently where, where your family mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. and, and your connection to your family. Right. So my mom, who attends First Press, Karen Shaver, she lives about five minutes away from me, um, which is actually great, like close enough to see and drop by, but I'm not living next door or anything (laughs) like that. Um, And then I have two brothers. They're like five and eight years older than me. And my brother Mark lives in Stockton with his wife and two kids. And then Scott lives in El Cerrito. With his wife, and they're having a baby. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and they come down from time to time, and yeah. So and, Scott's here. Like you'll see him at church maybe once, once a month. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're close. You're close to your brothers. Mm-hmm. It seems like, and also they're musical, right? So Scott plays drums, and Mark plays a lot of instruments. And um, on my album, they actually both play on them. And my brother Mark helped me produce it, and he had done recording before, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And mom and mom and then your dad were, yeah. was he musical or my dad was musical. Yeah. So it's on both sides of my family. My my mom's dad was a choir director at um, in Dinuba at the Methodist Church there. And then my dad's mom uh was a pianist. And so I I remember at her uh memorial service seeing her um like senior recital program and being like super impressed mm. by like what she played. Did the whole Shaver family ever, I mean, did you guys ever all play together or was it? Well, like at family gatherings, actually on both sides, like we would sing Christmas carols. Okay. Like with my cousin would play on the piano or yeah. my grandpa, like way back. Yeah. And, and then my, my dad's side of the family, like my aunts and uncles would sing these like, old praise songs like <laughs> shine jesus shine like often yeah 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 <laughs> and you're and we sadly lost your dad yeah um, my dad passed in 2019 okay 
Um, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's like when I was young, mm. maybe like 10 years old. Oh. So he was like in his 40s. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was, yeah, 20 years or so he dealt with that. Yeah, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about that mm-hmm. in your music here in a little bit. Yeah. I will say that, you know, this his, his service, unfortunately, you know, when talking about that, but um, it was really cool because seeing your brothers and you guys playing and right. and it was really, it was a nice tribute mm-hmm. to your father. Mm-hmm. I know he was important part of your family, family yeah. unit. Um, let's talk about your love for music. Um, going back, just where do you feel like it began? What was the root of it? Right. How, and yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I was, I'm trying to think like... My my brothers were five and eight years older, right? So by the time I was like starting school, they were already done with their like young sports, you know, clubs or whatever. But they were just only doing music. And so that's kind of what I wanted to do. They um like people asked me how I played trombone, like why I chose trombone. And my brothers told me to play, like, he was like, oh, you should play trombone. Like, <laughs> and so, and, like, I was super quiet. Like, if you think I'm a quiet guy now, like, mm. you should have known me. Like, <laughs> people who knew me in high school, like, really quiet. But I remember, like, playing music, I was able to, like, express myself or, like, show off mm. when I you know, don't show off in other ways. I'd like to have a trombone solo in the jazz band mm. or like, I was like, oh, you play piano. And so that was just another way for uh, me so to So you were myself. how old when you started? Yeah, my grandpa started me on piano when okay. I was like six years okay, old. Okay, so, you so your first was music, the kind of traditional mm-hmm. piano lessons. Piano lessons. Okay. And so I had piano lessons all through junior, junior high and high school. Um and then trombone lessons started in eighth grade. And so it was mostly like the classical side. Yeah. Um, like early. Um, and I just, you know, I was, I had like a pretty good ear. And so that helped me to like, hmm. um, like learn, learn the instruments better. And but you enjoyed that. it. Could you yeah. say it was, yeah. it wasn't, yeah, it was always... Yeah, I, enjoyable. I didn't always love going to piano lessons sure. for sure. Yeah, but I'm I'm thankful that I have that uh, skill now. Mm-hmm. I played clarinet for one year. Okay, I think I was fifth grade, <laughs> maybe sixth, and I was not patient. I hated it. I didn't right. like the lessons. I love music, but mm-hmm. I just wasn't. And I was into sports, and and then. Um, I stopped playing, and then somewhere on eighth grade, all the kids that were playing clarinet in elementary started playing saxophone, mm-hmm. and then they all started playing in rock bands, and okay. they all they became really cool. Because I always thought in fifth grade, you know, ego, it was like the nerdy kids played music, yeah. and the cool kids played sports, uh-huh. and so that's my <laughs> poor <laughs> musical background story for yeah. you. Yeah, so. <laughs> Um, you play a lot of instruments. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to let mm-hmm. you get away with just your, your trombone and piano. So let's walk us through what, tell me all the, all the instruments you currently play. Right. Right. So, yeah, I, I actually played clarinet for a year too. In, oh, okay. In fourth grade. Okay. Yeah, on my mom's clarinet. Um, but I got braces and I thought it'd be a good idea, like <laughs> to move to a brass instrument, I guess. So, um, yeah, I played that. And then I started playing bass in eighth grade, bass guitar. Um, but because my brothers told me, cause they played guitar and drums so I could play with them and we would jam a little bit. Yeah. And then later on in high school, uh, my brother, Mark, when he'd come back from college, he'd give me like guitar lessons. So I play guitar like he plays guitar. And then, I mean, those are the main ones. I mean, I I play a melodica too, which is... (laughs) So can you explain for a listener that maybe doesn't know Mm -hmm, what that mm -hmm. is, but what is a melodica? Yeah, it's a little keyboard. It's probably, I don't know, 50 keys, if uh, if that. Um, And there's a tube that you blow into. Each note has a reed, so it sounds like a big harmonica. Um, 
So I actually played a gig on Thursday, um, and I I brought my melodica. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> you don't but, see that very often. So. No, no. Yeah. And I mean, those are the main ones. Yeah. I I never like I didn't think highly of my voice like early on, and then um, yeah, I just would start leading more, and then like expand, like working on it, expanding my range, yeah. and then. I really enjoy singing now. Yeah. Which in the past I didn't really Sure. Yeah. Wasn't into it. <laughs> Probably like many musicians, you have to kind of find your voice, right? Mm-hmm. Most Yeah, what works for most. me or like and I didn't listen to a like I only listened to like Christian music and then like classical stuff. Yeah. So like just the song, like a cool singer songwriter song didn't appear I didn't think that was cool back in the day or didn't know it was cool. So like singing wasn't a big interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When I first got to know you, Matt, I was intrigued because you, you have this, this rock and modern music love Mm -hmm. and appreciation and you, you play in some bands around town, but you also play in the worship band. So you've got Mm -hmm. this kind of contemporary Christian, if you, I don't know if that's the right word or not, but kind of worship music. Mm -hmm. You've got, I'll call it rock and you know rock sure. rock music yeah. and alternative music, <laughs> but then you still have this love, deep love for classical, and you've you've traveled, you've mm-hmm. traveled for that. So yeah. can you maybe talk about that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I I just like a lot of different kinds of music, and like you're always looking for music that moves you, and like different types of like genres will move me in different ways. So like a singer songwriter rock song or something that that has intense lyrics uh, will will move me and like I think that's awesome or a huge orchestra that just like gets so delicate and soft and then like bombastic like like it's awesome and it's it it moves me so I still. One of my favorite groups to play in still is an orchestra, so I still play in a community orchestra. Mm. I've, um, whenever I travel to Europe, I try to see a European orchestra play, and um, yeah, so I I don't like only playing one instrument because I I like um, like spreading spreading the love around. Yeah, and I don't like listening to one type of genre or playing it and. So you probably can say if somebody said, well, who are your influences or mm-hmm. where is your musical influence? It would probably vary or. Yeah, definitely you... vary. Um, and like probably in the last, I don't know, the last 10 years, I got into like the live music scene, um, just loving to go see live music. And like I got asked to play trombone in a band that the morning drive, what I play in now. Um and so playing in a band made me go see more music mm. and then listen to different music and just changed how I, um, yeah, how I'd like perform or how I would write music. Yeah. Mm. And one of the reasons why we're talking so much about you and your music isn't just to say, oh, Matt's great at music, but which you are. But but I'm intrigued by, by the idea, and, and Matt and I talked about this part of the podcast which is the different ways in which people express their faith. And mm-hmm. there's many ways, right? There's, you know, for some people, it's through service. People write. Uh, maybe they do poetry. I know people that really find um, nature, uh, hiking. We have a lot of yeah. people in our FPC community that, that really find that they become closer to God through those experiences. I cook. I don't know. It yeah. could be a spiritual experience. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but you find music in your faith, and mm-hmm. and I and I want to kind of spend some time talking about how you've how you've kind of grown your faith and worked your faith through your music. Right. right. Yeah, I think with writing songs, like I feel like back in the day, I would try to write worship songs, just like that everyone could sing. And it just like never really clicked, or I mm. didn't like what I wrote. And then um, I forget how exactly it came around, but like I said, I was going to do special music at church one summer, and um, 
yeah, I said I was going to write a song. And I really like the song because it's like, it's really honest and it's really me. So at times when it's hard for me to express like what my faith is like in words or like express who I am in words, like I'm, I'm able to convey that in like these, these songs I write. Mm. So like sometimes they're like, they're brutally honest or with the lyrics or I let the like the dynamics of the song like show what I'm feeling or like what's like deep inside of me. And like, if I, if I think about like my, my faith and like, that's still, that's a deep part of me. Of course, what I create is going to include, you know, what God has done in my life or, um, yeah, just the, what, what my faith is like. And yeah. And I think we, you have some songs you're going to share with us. Mm-hmm. So, um, want to move into that and, um, cool. to talk a little bit about your writing and how you write. And I think you have a song you want to mm-hmm. share with us about that. You want to set that up a little bit? Yeah. Um, yeah, this song, it's called Want to Want. And I, I'm pretty sure it was one of those times I was doing special music at church. Um, 2017 or I think 17. And I looked at what the passage was going to be. Um, and it's a passage from Psalm that says, um, your love is better than life. And I was trying to write a song about that. Um, and just being honest, like, shoot, I'm not like relating with that right now. Mm. And it, it brought me down a path like of like, man, like, well, well, why not? And why, uh, do I feel like I'm, I'm faking it or, and just, but, but realizing that I do want to be moving towards that direction. Um, yeah. And I, I like wrote out the lyrics, the, the song, like me writing the song, it was actually a guitar part I had like played at a, like an art hop event hmm. that had just like come to me. I was noodling. And so I just took that and like expanded on the idea. And, okay. Yeah. Let's take a listen. The song is called Want to Want. All right. We're going to take a listen right now. Ever heart that 
Lord delivered me from apathy. You hold me up, I know your love is with me. Once again, you bring me in back home, even though I'm not quite there. That's awesome. Yeah. What I like about that, I mean, just from a listener perspective is, you know, like you set it up, you have, you don't have necessarily figured it out, but you have this desire, the desire to, to want more, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I was listening to that and I just had this image of, you know, we talk a lot about David, you mm-hmm. know, in the Bible and David was a musician and. Yeah. They talk a lot about music in the in the Psalms and I don't know, I kinda have this image of, you know, kind of David asking that same thing, like Yeah. We we don't have it all figured out. Right. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add to that and, and Yeah. I mean I I really like that song. Like yeah. it's one of my like favorites on the album. And um yeah, it was just the first time like like I'm this is really where I'm at right now. But I have, like, a very hopeful, like, I still want more from, like, the experiences I've had in the past. Um, Mm. And, yeah. How do you approach music? Is it it lyrics? Is it inspired by lyric? Is it inspired by instrumentation? Is it both? Is it Mm -hmm. one or the other? Can you talk about that? It's all of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, just like I don't. Yeah, I play all these different instruments too. I don't like write the same way too. Mm. Um, yeah, sometimes I'll just, I have got like a bunch of lyrics in my Google Drive that I've either half started or just an idea. Sometimes it's just like a feeling that I want to write about, like, and it, I, I will like create a song from just a feeling. Or I have like this whole music idea, and I throw lyrics in there too. Yeah, yeah. When my, uh, you know, my daughter Kelsey, and she played piano, and mm-hmm. and it was fun because she really got to the point where it's really delightful to listen to her. I mean, <laughs> in the early days, it was a little rough, it you know, definitely. the 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 early lessons, but. I don't know if she listened to this podcast, so I might uh-huh. be in big trouble. But there was a point in junior high where she was really getting pretty good. Uh-huh. And uh, but when she would get mad at us, she would go and play her piano. Mm-hmm. She play it really hard, like just bang it. Yeah, <laughs> and we're like, oh yeah, she's mad. <laughs> we called it Mad Piano, Kelsey. So oh, nice. <laughs> in terms of just kind of working out questions you have and and faith, I think you know that's been an important part of your of your musical journey. Right, right. And just, I mean, I think it happens with people that grow up in church. Like, everything is like, it's it's told to be true to you. And you, growing up, you're like, yeah, like, my parents say it's true, and everyone that I know, or like all my friends in my Christian bubble, it makes it easy. Um but then like i get older and like like do i really believe mm. this stuff and um just wrestling with that and but still invested and still showing up and yeah yeah can you talk a little bit about your dad's passing and and your faith journey and Definitely. and and that a little bit mhm 
Yeah. So this this goes into the next song that we're talking about. And um, yeah, like we, like his, for years, his disease was like uh, maintained, you know, slow progression. But then probably the last couple of years of his life, um, it started to like accelerate just... Um, he was diagnosed with dementia. Um, and I, I remember the conversation with my mom, like we were driving to a Christmas thing and she's like, yeah, life expectancy can be as low as five years. Mm-hmm. And I think it was about five years mm-hmm. from when she told, told me that I'm like, shoot, that's heavy. Mm. And, um, and like, that was always like in the back of my mind, I guess. And, um, yeah, what what was intense was I went to go lead worship at uh, Santa Cruz with the youth group, mm-hmm. and um, I just I just remember like Audrey Arce was um, the speaker, and she was praying over the leaders on the, like the last day, and she's like praying like for me, and she's like I forget the exact words, hmm. but like like you're going to have hard decisions to make like in the next year. And that was like, so like I knew it was true. Yeah. And I knew the next year was just going to be awful. This was, I knew 2018 was just going to be awful. Mm. And I'll, I'll talk more about this next song. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I wrote a bunch of music that year based off of kind of what just what, what you I were going was, through. Yeah. Your dad's going through mm-hmm. what my mom is taking yeah. care of him. Questioning your faith a little bit. Yeah. Like I, I was part of a, like a small group with Chris Popovich and we met on Mondays and I was just like really honest with them. And I just, like it just with my dad's health, like we never got used to what he was going through because it got worse, like mm. within the next couple of weeks. Um, and his, <laughs> what probably made it w- worse for me is, um, he, he had gotten a, um, like a deep brain stimulator, like a pacemaker for your brain. And it really helped with his mobility, mm. but like cognitive, like wise, he was still going down and like all these people, even at church, were like, "Man, your dad's looking great!" Like, because <laughs> he could get around okay, yeah, yeah. and which I'd get really mad. Mm. And like, you have no idea. I don't never told anybody, but yeah, like you have no idea how bad it is, mm. and it you know made it worse when people said like, "Oh, he's looking great." Like, yeah. Um, and I just, I, during that time of my life, I just felt like the joy leave, leave me. Um, Do you feel like your mom was in the same, I mean? I think my mom was always just um, surviving. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And like there, there have been so many people at First Press to support mm. uh, us yeah. at that time. And that was awesome. Yeah. Um, but... Like there, there weren't a lot of people my age that I knew that had lost their dad. Yeah. Even like people that I like really looked up to or like uh, respected. Like I hung out a lot with Steve Skibby and like Kobe Johns those that year, and like they saw their dad mm. and like didn't know what I was going through. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do feel like you you were young. And yeah, just feeling the joy leave me, and I was like. Okay, I'm gonna look for happiness anywhere, and I like totally filled up my life with like so, not all bad stuff, but like like a hundred percent overloaded to hang out with people and play music at everything, and but at the time, just like going through it, mm. and, and like I was honest with that small group I was with, like. Like, I'm not feeling it right now. Like, and I would, but at the same time, like, I was still leading worship 
And every once in a while, I was like, should I still be leaving? Huh, that's Warriors? interesting. Should yeah, I... that's uh, that's a tension right there for sure. And But like during that time, I would have like the most like intense times like worshiping, mm. like feeling, like feeling like maybe it was the Holy Spirit filled. Um, and I was like, oh, that... Like, I'm just leading people in worship. I'm li- worshiping right now. But, like, all, many times I was on the brink of crying, like, mm-hmm. while while leading mm-hmm. um, during that year. Yeah. So you wrote this song called yeah. Is That Enough? Is That Enough? I know that you shared um, shared a little bit about that, but so you're going to set this one up yeah, again? Yeah, this, I mean, that was probably the week after that Santa Cruz trip, and I was just, like, feeling feeling so much emotion and like didn't know what I was feeling. And so I, I just took my guitar and like hit record on my, on my phone. And I wrote this like 12 minute song, like (laughs) improvised. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I don't improvise that many songs. And just to (laughs) make sure we all know, you're not going to listen to a 12 minute song. No, we, I, I pared it down. It's it's (laughs) six minutes now. So it's still long. Um, but yeah, just like still being honest with where I was at at the time. And on the song, I dance around, um, the lyric that I don't have faith anymore. Mm. And I didn't know exactly what that meant at the time. And I was actually afraid of this song. Like I buried the song. I didn't like, I, this is the song I say, I don't have faith. Like what the heck does that mean? And uh, it actually was a friend that found the song on my phone and like, He's like, what is this? <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't look at that. <laughs> uh, but he actually helped me finish it mm. and like pare it down. And like, there's more to the song um, after I say I don't have faith. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a listen. I could be fooling myself into something good or falling. Into nothing. What should I do? I could worship reason or believe you're in there somewhere. I just don't know. I do 
hurt you I know I felt something But I could explain it I could retcon the meaning I could rewrite my memory Isn't that fitting? Cause I don't have faith But I'll tell you what I have I have patience go back and re-listen to these songs or do they um, do you write and put them away like how yeah how, how do you share how do you process through those i do revisit every once in a while yeah yeah um and you know some your your writing styles can change and you go back and i'm like oh, i wish i'd done something a little different or you get um i don't know tired of what you've written but yeah. Then I'll go back and listen to the whole album and be like, like overwhelmed with like what I felt before and yeah. um, just how like therapeutic it was for me to write these yeah. and yeah. like because it can be very personal mm -hmm. but also something that you can share with others. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. What I what for me what struck me about that song I was thinking a lot about just worship in general and that often we come and you know sometimes we come and we look around and we think oh everybody's got it together mm -hmm. but inside you're kind of like like you said you're up front and you don't yeah <clears throat> but i think the posture that you presented in that song is you know we we don't we don't have it all figured out yeah and like like shoot like i'm not feeling like full of faith right now but like there are other aspects of my life where it's like this could be god like his spirit's still in me like i'm still like a patient and i try to be loving and like yeah that's that's still proof of hmm. like god working even though if i'm like not feeling his presence or something like yeah. that right yeah or it's like another form of his presence but yeah. So it was a process, obviously. Mm -hmm. Your dad passed away. Mm -hmm. How long after you wrote that song? Right well, about the same time? I wrote this. No, this was like a year and a half before he passed oh, away. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. like knowing what was going to happen. Yeah. I recorded the whole album. Um, we I think we recorded it in January, and he had passed in uh, yeah. March okay. of 2019. Okay. And were there some so. things after his passing for you that kind of help kind of bring someone like where did you I'll yeah. rephrase the question where did your faith change mm -hmm. from the writing of that mm -hmm. song to maybe a little more current right right so i think in all those years now it's like like people use the word deconstruction mm -hmm. and just um like oh do i 
do I really believe this? I'm just going to church every week. And so, like, being in the small Bible study helps, like, tearing down those things. But you also want to build something up afterwards. Yeah. Um, and that takes a lot of work, too. Yeah. And I I think I'm still in that rebuilding mm. phase of, like, like, man, there's some things I... St- still like i don't get why you put that in the bible Mm. and like Mm. why is that a thing and i'm still like reconciling all that and Mm. uh, yeah we we did the bible in a year mm -hmm. my wife and i and it was good for the discipline but man did it also it it, there were some moments where we're like this is a trip right (laughs) this is really wild and Mm -hmm. So it really does push, it pushes your faith that, but it also, you know, then you come back and there's growth there. So Right, right. And like, I I never thought it was an option just to leave. Like I, I'd never got to that point. And like, even at first press, I feel like I'm still able to have those questions mm. and still serve and still like, you know, be in community. I'm not like shunned for yeah. having questions yeah um and i think that's su- that's super cool and yeah. that's one reason why i'm s- still here yeah i um, i agree i just think something about our church that's good um so fast forward a little bit um we're gonna we are gonna play one more song here in a in a minute um so from about uh 2020 through 2023 mm-hmm. it's been an interesting time yeah in our country and society with covid and Right and other factors, political differences, and and the role of the church, um, to you know, and a lot of feelings. I think Matt, you're part of a age group of people that have really put a critical eye on the church mm-hmm. and the role that the, I'm using the church with the capital of the church, not FPC per se. Right. But, so tell me a little bit about mm-hmm. about that as you kind of lead into. So you wrote a song sure. a little bit about. Your feelings about that? Yeah, I I finished that song this week, so it's still brand still new, fresh, hot off yeah. the press. Mm-hmm. Um, I I sent it to Josh, but I think you're the only other person that's heard it. Okay, so. well, I feel very honored. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, 2020 and political stuff. Just it's just so much pressure on people. And people, church leaders, and I'm sure people are just, like, not in their best spot. But, man, I just got so mad at, like, what, like, church and Christian leaders would be saying out in the world. And it just didn't feel like, to me, like, what, how Jesus would love. And it just didn't feel like loving or... And so, and like even like a a particular church in town, I'm like, what are you, why are you doing this? Like, and I'm supposed to say, like, I'm on the same side as you. Mm-hmm. And um, I have a lot of friends that are outside of the church and it's like, um, so against this, <laughs> this community. Mm. And like, I feel like it's just taking away all my work that I try to like, be a loving person that like the love that I've accepted from or like the grace um, from like the Lord, like how, like I tried to share that, but like at the same time, there's other forces of people at churches, like moving against my, my view of what that love is like. Yeah. So just like years I've been, Mad about that? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> I think if we're all honest, there's there we all probably know someone who's yeah. been, you know, hurt or wounded, mm-hmm. and and I think you're right. I think particularly the church doesn't always, yeah, yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a flawed institution, right? And I, honestly, I just that turned me to be like tired of church stuff like I wasn't part of a bible study for a while and just like I'm just, and that was during covid too yeah but like yeah like I I'm just I just need a little break from that like yeah and so 
this song is called Surprised, and like half of the song, it's like kind of a downer, but um, half of it is like, man, like your church like stinks sometimes, and I'm not surprised at this yeah. point in my life. Yeah. And I did have a chance to listen to it this morning, actually, mm-hmm. before um, before our, our conversation. I waited, and it, it moved me, Matt. And so for the listeners, I'm just going to really encourage you to, to really listen to the lyrics because it it's a for me it's a very moving piece of music i think um it's deep uh, it's honest which i appreciate about you and your music i yeah. think i think we could use a little more honesty in life sometimes um to have good conversations about that where we're all at with our face so let's take yeah. a listen and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up
still questioning you right all along I love that song Matt thanks the surprise the surprise part obviously when you you know the first like you said the first part might be like mm-hmm. you, know, you call it a downer or maybe a little shocking but yeah. But yeah, I think the the surprise is that God continues to work in, in the ways that we're not always expecting right. Him to, mm-hmm. where He grabs you. Right. For people that maybe don't do music, and by the way, I just want to say again, thank you for sharing your music because mm-hmm. I think that's a very, I mean, it's an it's kind of an intimate thing right. for you to. I mean, this is your. <laughs> this, kind of, this is me. Yeah, yeah. and you're <laughs> kind of, you know, it's kind of like a journal, right? Mm-hmm, and so it'd be like taking a journal and reading it out loud right. to, to people <laughs> listening. So thank you for sharing that with us. But for people that maybe, how could you encourage others to to use art and other ways to express their mm-hmm, faith and, mm-hmm. and deepen their faith? Yeah, I think, I mean, you can go any way you want like you said like a poem like i've written just lyrics and doesn't have to be music and yeah just being i think just being honest is just what makes it good um like it doesn't have to be super pretty or like but the honesty is what makes it beautiful yeah Yeah. um yeah and it helps like process stuff and I don't think it's like ever bad. So yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Is your album available? Is that something that yeah, people it's, can? It's I don't have any physical copies. Yeah, but but uh, it... it's on Spotify, Apple Music, Just iTunes. Matt, Matt Shaver. It's under Matt Shaver, and the album is called "Is That Enough?" Oh, cool. one of the songs that we listen to. Um, yeah. So it's I think it's everywhere. Like iHeartRadio, Deezer. Okay. Okay. Random so online. Yeah. That's great. That's fun. Well, mm-hmm. hope, hopefully people will check that out. So Matt, I want to yeah. just again say thank you for spending a little time with us on this podcast and yeah. and learning more about you and your journey, your faith. Mm-hmm. Um, it's certainly delightful to 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 see you using your gifts in such a strong way and um, all sorts of ways. Thanks for being here. Thanks again for listening. I consider Matt a good friend, so I really enjoyed getting to hear things from Matt in a way that doesn't always come out in our typical conversations. If you have any questions or feedback from our FPC Conversations podcast, feel free to send us an email to conversations at fpcfresno.org. May this podcast deepen your faith, deepen our love for one another, and ultimately help us become more like Jesus. Until next time.